You're listening to the Toolstation Western League podcast with Ian Knockholes and Tom Hiscott. Welcome, listeners, to episode 13 of the Toolstation Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockholes, and I am delighted to be joined on the line by the editor of the Toolstation Western League bulletin. It is Mr. Tom Hiscott. Hello, Tom. How are you? I'm doing well, yeah. No, not too bad. Thanks. And yourself? I'm good. I was... Um, uh, able to get to a game at the weekend, I'm very oh, yeah. pleased to say, and I saw an absolute belter, belter. a hum, a humdinger. We love that. A zinger. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it was. Um, it was the Radstock Town Cheddar game. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, we're going to talk about it later in uh, as one of our feature games. So mm. um, we'll 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 save it um, for then. But um, uh, I, you know, I, I I always have a great time when I go to. Radstock and um, with their Michelin star halftime <laughs> hospitality, which was which was surpassing even its own high standards at the weekend. So yeah, really nice to get to get out and see a game because it had been a while. And um, yeah, I was really um, really pleased to get out and do that. Um, we've got a lot of FA Vars football to talk about. We have got games in the Premier Division as well, and we've got um, a collection of matches for you in the First Division. Plenty of goals to be talking about on this week's um, podcast. Our interviews come from Longwell Green Sports, uh, Chris Allway, their manager. And also um, we will be hearing from Clevedon Town boss, Alex White. Uh, so those are the interviews for you on this week's edition of the podcast. We then will start with the games played on Saturday, the 21st of October in the FA Vars first round proper and um, obviously after last week's podcast um, Tom and um, we obviously know that uh, emotionally um, Barnstable mm. had a very very difficult run of it um, um, over the last few days but um, they put that tragedy to one side to uh, to record a, a fantastic victory yeah absolutely sound like a, a, a thoroughly impressive performance um, a 3-0 win at home to Oakhampton they didn't really have it all their own way they uh, saw goalkeeper Liam Kingston sent off during the first half and uh, Stu Bowker forced to take over uh, in goal. He's, he's known for scoring more than uh, more than most. So, uh, yeah, for, for that to be the case and yet to still uh, then go ahead before half-time for Oscar Matty, that was uh, an impressive feat. And then, yeah, they've pushed on after the break as well. Uh, Billy Tucker, uh, he was then the man to, to uh, come to the fourth. Uh, and after making it 2-0 early in the second half, he then added a third with a with an excellent free kick. So, uh, yeah, as I say, fairly impressive performance from Barnstable, who wins 3-0 over Oakhampton. Uh, now, our next game, I didn't hold out much hope um, for the Toolstation <laughs> Western League. Fairham Town were at home to Falmouth Town. Now, Fairham Town is, um, is where the baby knockholds was taken when he was when he was born. So I appreciate just how far away Ferrum is from Falmouth. Cause actually the funny thing is that one of the, uh, the first um, memories I have is actually a family holiday in none other than Falmouth. So hey. trust me, listeners, I know you don't have to, uh, you don't need geography lessons for me, but they are, it's a, it's a, it, there's one hell of a, a trek. And I've, I'd seen Ferrum in this competition already mm. when they put poor old Welton Rovers to the sword mm. um, managed by, um, uh, Graham Ricks, um, of course, formerly of Chelsea, actually managed Portsmouth as well for a for a time. So a club with lofty ambitions, it looked like on and off the pitch. And um, well, Falmouth, well, outstanding result, Tom. Mm, yeah, I was surprised by this. Well, not so bad. Well, happily surprised. You know, it's one of those um, one of those uh, results that pops up, and you think, blimey, that is a 
a hell of a hell of a hell of a result and it was a it was a one nil win so yeah resolute defense holding out and and keeping their hosts at bay and then it meant that that goal from James Swan uh, proved to be crucial and uh, it's Falmouth who who roll on to the next round so yeah real impressive stuff and uh, yeah congrats to to uh, Falmouth who knocked out Fareham. Now, moving on to Longwell Green Sports, of course, of our first division, they came up against Dobwell's AFC, and this was a five-goal thriller, Tom. Yeah, ex- excellently named uh, opposition, but it was uh, it was Longwell Green who who progressed uh, and a good home win, beating uh, beating Dobwell's from Cornwall. I found out on the weekend. I had to do a little bit of research as to as to who and what they were, but uh, yeah, a three-two win for for Longwell Green. So that's really really good stuff. They've obviously had a pretty disappointing league campaign so far, but yeah, back to back. Um, decent decent performances in this competition. They knocked out Bradford in the last round. So, uh, yes, yeah, a, a top result. And it was goals from Zach Felton, James Hall and Lewis Coleman helping them uh, progress this time around. So, yeah, good good 3-2 victory for Longwell Green Sports. Well, Longwell Green um, are a team, of course, we well, like all Western League sides, we've been covering um, on the podcast for a long time. Um, a club that I've got to know really well. And um, Chris Alway is a manager who has been impressing me. And I thought this could be a real breakthrough season for the South Gloucestershire side. Um, perhaps their league form is yet to really get going, but obviously um, their cup form is um is outstanding and so it was great to get chris's uh, reflection on that 3-2 win over doubles yeah as always with the vag especially when you're sort of playing teams from further afield um it's a little bit unknown um we had them watch they came and watched us midweek but as most teams know at this level sort of trying to get the same 11 out two games in a row is uh, is quite difficult so um yeah, it was a little bit of the unknown for both sides, I think. And yeah, it was a really, really good cup tie. Um, I think we, I think we deserved it. Um, that's not me being biased. Even, even their manager sort of said, you know, we had the chances to, to sort of win the game, and that's sort of been the story of our season a little bit, not taking our, our chances at the right time. And then they, you know, they threw everything at it. So it was a really good cup tie, to be honest. And they were, um, yeah, great, uh, great club. They bought, they bought. A, couple of coaches up so um yeah really really good club can't speak highly enough of them so um yeah but pleasing very pleasing now your reward for beating uh doubles is uh, an away tie at bridgewater uh they don't come much tougher than that yeah i'm not sure if you could call that a reward or not to be honest but um <laughs> yeah we were all um we were all keenly sort of uh listening yesterday to, to who we were going to get and um yeah no you're right i don't think there could have been a, a tougher tougher draw for us but you know like I say we're we're a young side and it'd be a great experience for the for the boys to go down there and um and give it a real good go um like I say they're in great form and they're a a great established club so um I'm under no illusions it's not how hard it's going to be but like I say cup football you never know so we're going to prep as as well as we can and go down and give it a really good go absolutely um because the last couple of results um have been a bit tricky. Um, I mean, we'll perhaps reflect on your on the start you've made to this campaign in in a second. But um, I mean, after the disappointing loss to Gillingham and the draw at home to Bishop Sutton, I guess you're pleased to get back to winning ways. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, and like I said previously, is you know, as I'm sure a lot of managers will say at this level, you kind of your good runs and your bad runs are very dependent on sort of injuries and, and availability. Um, and that takes nothing away from, from getting in. They deserve to beat us. And like I say, Bishop Sutton, I take my hat off to them as well. Um, like I say, we should have been out of sight by half time. And if you don't take your chances and put teams to bed, you run the risk of 
not getting the results you, you deserve. So at the end of the day, like I said, I'm a firm believer is in these leagues that you you get what you deserve. So I've got no complaints over those two games. Um, but like I say, I am wary and also conscious as well that we have got a young side, so there is going to be that inconsistency. So I have to be accepting of that. Not to say that we accept, you know, certain low standards. Um, but like I say, I am mindful that we are going to be inconsistent at times. But hopefully, in the long run, that will pay off by, by blooding these, these young lads in, in these different scenarios. So you're 15th at the moment in the division. How do you feel about the start you've made to this season? Um, yeah, very up and down, very inconsistent. Um, as some teams will probably tell you that we played, you know, some days we look like we can compete at the top end and then there's other days where we look like we're sort of down at the bottom end. So it is, like I say, I keep using the word consistency, but it is really a work in progress for us to try and to, to try and find that. And I, I'm hoping and I think we'll do what we did similar to last year is after Christmas, once we're a little bit more settled, go on a, a bit more of a run. So I think we've shown that we can compete and beat anyone in this league. Um, it's just doing it on a little bit more of a regular basis. And like I say, I'm not complaining. Most every single manager gets it, you know, injuries, unavailability, uh, availability, um, that all play, plays a part. Um, but like I say, we'll keep working hard and keep getting on the training pitch and, uh, and doing what we do on a Saturday and see where it takes us. Did you have a target at the start of the season for where you wanted the side to finish? Um, yeah, you do. I think as a manager, I think anyone, you'd, you'd be lying if you said you didn't. Um, yeah, we definitely did. And that wanted to be sort of like top half, you know, uh, top half of the league. And if not, sort of in and around the playoffs, ideally. That's that's really what we wanted. Um, and whether that happens, I'm not too sure. But like I say, I think we've shown we can p- compete with the sides that are up there. Um, no problem at all. But again, it's doing it week in, week out on a regular basis. Um, for 40 odd games a season so yeah we did have a target um, and I'm still confident that like I say we will put a run together at some point and get that little bit more consistency and like I say being in the cups you do sort of like get sidetracked a little bit so you know again no excuses we are where we are and that's that's where we should be so I mean if you were in the playoff shake up come the end of the season would the prospect of going into the Premier Division be um, one that you would relish? Um, like I said, I think I've said to you previously, you know, we we spent a good sort of 10 to 12 years in the Prem. Um, so know how tough it is to, how tough it was to compete back then, um, let alone now with a lot less Bristol sides in. So I personally don't think we're in a position where we are ready to go up yet, if I'm perfectly honest. And I think the chairman have backed me on that. Um, like I say, in the, in the sorry, this is our third season now and we, we were very conscious of sort of rebuilding the club to have a model where, we were a little bit more self-sufficient by using the, the you know, 56 kids teams we've got. And we installed an under-18 Studlet uh, team. Um, so, you know, we're we're work in progress utilising that and we're starting to see the fruits of our labour from that, um, you know, with three or four 16-year-olds already playing for us consistently this season. So, yeah, we're sort of, you know, trying to get to where we want to go, which is the plan eventually, but we're in no rush either. Um, so when it happens, it happens, but we're not sort of putting a time scale on it at the moment. And yeah, I personally don't think we're ready just yet. Um, like I say, the club's in a good place. Um, so yeah, long may it can, yeah. Because you've had some interesting results this season. I mean, you beat Brisbane, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you've lost. You, you lost out only narrowly to Radstock and to Portishead, of course, who've sort of you know been been on fantastic um, winning runs. I mean, you've you know you've you've just mentioned you've been in the first division you know for a, for a while what do you make of the standard and, and what do you make of the teams that you're coming up against this season 
Yeah, really, it's, it's competitive. It's been competitive for, for a long time now. Um, and yeah, the first division is probably the best we've seen it in a long time. Um, yeah, Porter's Z, I mean, we lost narrowly to Porter's Z, but I think if I'm brutally honest, um, we didn't really lay a glove on them. Um, they were always very comfortable. So, you know, I, I, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, we were in with a chance of winning the game, which I suppose you all, you could argue you always are at 1-0. But I think if I'm being brutally honest, they were they were they're the best side we played for, for a number of years in and around this level. So I'd be amazed if they didn't win the league. And yeah, Radstock, we were, yeah, really good game of football. Like I say, last minute, which was a bit of a pill to swallow. And I'm sure Radstock could tell you that they were they knew they were in a tough game. So, yeah, we are we are competing, um, and it's again just doing it regularly and consistently. But yeah, it's really there's some really really good sides, and I think you know they're probably one of 13, 14 teams that could finish in that top six. So it'd be interesting to see what happens. Now you've got Shirehampton away this Saturday. They are only one point and one place below you in the league. So I guess this is a game where both sides will go in thinking that they can get the win. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think I think most teams in the league will go into most games every weekend or midweek thinking they can win. It's that type of league. Um, so probably we've had similar starts, a little bit inconsistent, um, some good results and bad results. So. Yeah, no, it'll always be tough. You know, you're going to be in for a, a tough game against them. Um, obviously, with their forward line, they're always capable of scoring goals at any time. So, yeah, we'll have to be have to be at our best to, to get anything, as you need to be most weeks, yeah. And then it's Bradford Town at home on Tuesday. So the game's, you know, it's still coming thick and fast. Yeah, definitely. And like I say, that was, we should have had them Saturday. Um, but obviously, we had the Vaz instead and this sort of like, now you sort of you see the sort of results of being in the cup is great, but like I say, you are. And we've got a game tonight. We've got a game tonight, um, and there's a few tired bodies, a few walking wounded. So this is where you do need a good young squad to sort of keep going. So yeah, they come thick and fast, but that's this level of football, and that's what we keep telling our young lads. They've all got good ability. It's just getting their mindset right to do it. Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. Look after yourself at the gym away. It's just getting that that mindset into these young lads, and hopefully over the next few years we can do that and then there'll be big assets to the club then and my thanks to Chris for his time now um, our final feature game from the FA Vars sees Nailsy and Tickenham of the of the Tool Station Western League take on Mangotsfield United who were nearly members of the Western League uh, until they got um, moved back into the Hellenic League but <laughs> it didn't do them any good did it Tom because um, Nailsy and Tickenham beat them yeah not on Saturday afternoon it didn't that was uh uh, another, another, yeah, another excellent result for one of our sides. It was uh, all, all, all round. It was a really impressive Saturday afternoon. I thought there was, um, yeah, obviously uh, more, more progressing um, than, than not. So it was, uh, yeah, good stuff. And I know the draw's been uh, done, done today. So that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's top stuff. And you know, it's, it keep going in the cups. It's, it's, it's entertaining for everybody, I think. And uh, as you say, Nailsy putting down a bit of a marker, a two-nil win for them on Saturday. And it was uh, Lucas Vowles who was the. Uh, uh, star of the show for them, uh, scoring in either half to to um, yeah give them the two 0 victory over Mangotsfield, uh, rebounding perfectly from a a pretty heavy mid midweek uh, defeat uh, for the for the swag. So uh, yeah, good good return and uh, a two 0 win over the Mangos. Yeah, well done there. And the draw for the next round of the FA Vars has been made, and Barnstable they are rewarded with a home tie against either Brinscombe and Thrupp or Cheltenham Saracens. Saltash United they're also at home. They're at home to Downton. Um, not the Abbey. Um, mm-hmm. Bridgewater United, they're at home. Uh, Longwell Greens um, 
uh, reward for progressing in this competition is a trip to high-flying Bridgewater United. Uh, Clevedon Town, they're at home to Brockenhurst. Uh, Wells City, they entertain Portland United. Falmouth Town are at home to Moneyfields. Moneyfields are from Portsmouth, so I mean, given how well they did when they ventured down to that part of the world, I'm sure they'll fancy their chances there. Nailsey and Tickenham, um, they take on Hartbury University. Buckland Athletic, they're at home to AFC St. Orstall. And Brixham, um, they've got a trip to the Isle of Wight. It's almost like playing in Europe. Um, that'll be a long day to go to Cows Sports. <laughs> but um, good luck to all of our teams. And, of course, we will bring you um, news of how they get on in the next round of that competition. Right then. And we did manage to get a few games played in our Premier Division as well on, on Saturday, which I think, given that the, the weather reports from across the country, I was expecting a few of our games to get hit. But, of course, I think the worst of the weather, Tom, was up north. So um, um, plenty of w- football being played in the Tool Station Western League. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll kick things off with an all-Somerset clash between Clevedon Town and Wellington. And Clevedon managed to avoid this particular banana skin. Yeah, they did. And it was uh, yeah, a, a decent result. that now moved on top of the table. So it was um, yeah, really important for them to, to do so. And uh, yeah, they, they took no time at all in uh, putting... Putting Wellington aside, a seventh-minute opener from uh, Elliot Nicholson uh, set the ball rolling. Uh, and then it was another goal midway through the first half from Caleb Selway, uh, doubling their advantage. So, uh, yeah, Clevedon in, in control at this point. Uh, and then it was, uh, yeah, really a, a little couple of moments before half-time that really put the game to bed, really. Uh, Sam Beresford and Sol Kent uh, both scoring in, in first-half stoppage time. So, uh, yeah, that was um, pretty much game, set and match. Uh, Fawn up at the break, and then it was Alex Cam, 20 minutes from time. Uh, rounding out the uh, rounding out the victory, so uh, yeah, another another win for Clevedon. As they move top, uh, obviously a couple of couple of sides up uh, towards the top of the table, not in action uh, in in league matters on the weekend, but Clevedon were and uh, a five 0 win has uh, yeah moved them top and they remain unbeaten. They certainly do. Um, well, going under the radar is one of those comments that is used a lot in football, particularly by me. Um, But I think that Clevedon Town have been going under everybody's radar um, this season. So much so, Tom, that it took me to read your bulletin on Sunday Mm -hmm. morning to realise I'd actually gone top of the Premier Division um, table. But anyway, um, what better way to greet for his first appearance of this season's podcasts, um, Alex White, the manager of of Clevedon Town. Uh, We did, of course, talk about the game against Wellington, but really we started off by reflecting on what's been an absolutely fantastic start to this season for Clevedon that we've had a lot of things go for us at the start of the season I'm not I'm sort of I'm not going to lie um, but things have gone really really well we've, we've we've created an identity and a way of playing that suited us uh, down to the ground we've been fortunate with injuries and suspensions so far touch wood that we haven't picked any up and you know whilst we've not been blowing teams away we've we've just been winning games um, staying unbeaten and not conceding goals and with that comes confidence and confidence is as high as I've ever known it at the club at the moment and yeah we're in a good place um, we've got to enjoy it whilst it lasts because it doesn't come around very often but equally we're not you know, singing and dancing and saying how good we are because I know there's more to come from the group which excites me but equally at the same time things can change very very quickly so I am surprised um, with how we've done but really, really keen to kick on now and build on a good start. Do you think it would be fair to say that you've turned Clevedon into the Tottenham Hotspur of the Tool Station Western League? 
it's a nice reference and I'll certainly take it but um, yeah I think it's just consistency I think that's what's um, that's what we've been built on this season and just a really really solid base um, we had a really difficult summer Ian I'll be totally honest at the start of, uh, start of the um, summer we lost a number of players we had seven go out the door and you know, there were boys in there I didn't want to lose and we sort of left wondering at that time where we were going to be and I was worried I was worried where we were going but we worked really really hard over the summer and I think the boys that we brought in I knew they were good but I didn't know they were this good and mm-hmm. there's some hidden gems in there and I think one of the best signings has been my staff really I think we've recruited well, myself and Ryan King worked really really hard last year and over the summer but we just you know we needed some extra voices a bit of energy and I've I got Mark Selway in from the county league where he'd done an excellent job managing Cleveland United. And Adam Venton, first team coach, we bought in from Portishead. He's, he's been brilliant. Both of them have been brilliant with the lads and around the place. So I think we've just built a really, really solid foundation. And, and people who I'd say are on their way up the footling ladder rather than down. And I can see that hunger in the group. So whilst it was a really difficult summer, a bit of a clear out and a fresh start might have been what we needed. So... And we've just really gone from strength to strength. We had a great pre-season. And you know, so far, touch wood, we've played some excellent sides, but just coming out on the right end of games at the moment. So, yeah, it, it's gone well. It's interesting to hear you talk because one of the questions, of course, I always ask, I mean, I ask it in every single interview I ever do, is, you know, what were your expectations for the for the season? But given everything you've just explained, I think you're the first manager who could actually be forgiven for saying... Well, I don't actually know. Mm. I don't. I, you know, I'm honest. I didn't know. I knew we had a good team. And I know. I know we have got a good team, and we have got a good group of players. But you never know what type of league it's going to be, mm. who the strong boys, uh, who the strong teams are going to be, and where they're realistically going to go. And we had a really tough start of the season. For example, we had Buckland twice in the first month, and you know, if you can compete with the likes of Buckland, you're going to do all right. But you never really know after. I always say you always gauge after 10 games where you are on the table. Um, you know, we're 11 games in now. Somebody told me the other day that, that we're nearly a third through the season, which is, mm. you know, that's just gone like so quickly. And we're there, I think, because we deserve to be there. And I think that's where we can take pride is that we, we have um, built an identity and we've got people talking about us. And I think it's, it's a case where teams aren't underestimating, underestimating us anymore where they may have done in the past. And, yeah, I, I think I still don't know where it's going to go with the league because it seems to change each week. But there seems to be no team who are going to run away with it this year and, and, and everyone's beating everyone. So, yeah, now we're 10 games in. I think you might start to see where the league will form. Well, nobody's beating you, are they? And... The other thing I've noticed about your results is you keep you keep a lot of clean sheets. I mean, is this deliberate? Is defence something that you focused on with the team? Yes, in, in is your short answer to that. Um, we've we've done a hell of a lot of work on shape and structure this season because we've identified what our strengths are and where we're going to hurt teams. And and it'd be no surprise, you know, managers listening on to listening to this to, to hear that. I'll openly admit that we're a really, really good counter-attacking team and we've got some strengths in that department. But with that, we've got some boys who just love defending and are happy to absorb time without the ball. And 
I think the beauty of our team this season is that we can just drop into three or four different formations mid-game if we needed to and feel comfortable in it. We, the boys are really, really well coached. As I mentioned about the staff, as the staff have been brilliant, um, more of a tactical element this season. And the boys are comfortable playing different systems. So if we needed to go four at the back, then we can drop to... Um, we can change to a four. If we need to drop to a three, we can do that. If we need to go a five, we've got players who are comfortable. But we've got a team who just don't want to concede. Um, we, I think we've got one of the best goalkeepers in the league in James Dunn, who's been outstanding since he's come in. And we've just got that hunger, not just the defenders, but from the front. You know, we just pride ourselves on clean sheets. I think I might be wrong, or my numbers might be slightly wrong, but I think we've kept seven clean sheets in the last eight league games, which is... Um, an amazing achievement but we really really pride ourselves on it so it has been worked on and it is no coincidence that you know we're really really tight defensively because I'm a strong believer that a solid if you've got a solid base to build from um, then we're going to hurt teams because of the individual players we've got and the quality we have going forward Let's have a chat about the game at the weekend obviously very impressive scoreline but I mean from your perspective was it a 5-0 performance? The first half was, yeah. I think the game was done at half-time, to be honest with you. I think um, I sensed in the changing room. We had a really good result the week before against Oldland and an excellent performance uh, where we won 3-0. And I felt, I felt good in the week. I thought the training was vibrant and lively. And I just sensed that that instilled a lot of confidence. And, and before the game on Saturday, just sort of the vibe I got around the dressing room and with, with the warm-up is just before the game up. I felt like we were going to be on it, and we were from minute one. We were relentless in everything we did. It flowed into the game quite nicely, and we, we scored early, which helped. And I think we just, rather than sat back, we hit the foot on the accelerator Saturday. And I, I think Wellington will admit that we blew them away in that first half. Um, we did exhume quite a lot of energy in it. So naturally, at half-time, um, we earned the right, really, to step off the gas a little bit and make a few subs to rest a few and, um, and manage the game out and we didn't need to go and score many other goals but it was an excellent performance and it really it's been it's been coming I think when we started the season a lot of games are very very tight and we've been we nicked a few results but the last couple of weeks the performances have been coming and we I think we were off the lead a little bit on Saturday and I think that was us at our best when, when we were off the lead and when the boys can show what they can do. So, yeah, it was a really, really good performance. And uh, like Wellington, we're missing a few players. Uh, and I appreciate it. they probably caught us on a bad day. Um, but we've got to beat what's in front of us. And it was, a, yeah, it was an excellent day on Saturday. Well, your next three games really interest me um, because I think that they're probably going to tell you a lot about how you are going to go this season. I mean, Tor Point away is not an easy fixture. Barnstable away is certainly going to be a challenge. And then you've got a derby game against Somerset rival Shepton Mallet at home. So, I mean, where you end up after after those three, do, do, do you see them as, as being indicative of how you can go this season? Yeah, I think that's a fair summary. And, um, they're tough games when you look at them on paper. You know, when you're plotting, plotting out where you might pick your points up and, and things like that, these are your question marks really at tall point had an excellent start to the season okay they've, they've not been quite as strong as they were but anyone who's been down to tall point will tell you that that's a really really tough place to go and and likewise with the other two Barnstable being the only other unbeaten team in the league so far i know they've had a few changes in recent weeks but they've got a lot of quality in that squad and likewise with shepton mallet they're a really really tricky customer 
Um, and Sebs is doing an excellent job down there at the moment. And it, it may be a case of, of seeing where we are. Um, it will be su- such a match of the day, answer, but I'm not looking too far ahead. I'm, I'm, I am purely focused on that game against Tour Point and how we're preparing in the week and what we got to do. But on paper, it's a tough run of games we've got coming up. And I think where we are at the moment, with being top of the league, we, we want to stay there. Um, I don't know if we're there because um, that's where we're going to be or whether, you know, it's it's a case now of we, we've earned the right to be there and we want to stay there. I don't want us to be in a position where we don't feel like we should be there and drift away. I want that sort of siege mentality is now we want to, now we've got it, we want to stay in the hunt and stay in the pack for as long as we can. Um, I'll openly admit that because I think we've got enough quality to do so. Now, going and doing it is another matter altogether, and that being at the top will come with added pressures, and teams want to knock you off and beat you, and that's exactly what those three teams will want to do. They want to be the first teams to beat us and uh, knock us off the top because teams raise their games, and they're pressures that we've got to deal with and find ways to overcome, but um, I'm confident that, that we can go in and pick up points in those games. Two sides you haven't played yet, certainly in the league, Bridgewater and Helston. Mm-hmm. Um, they've had impressive starts to this season. Do you think they'll be the teams that are going to be fighting it out at the top of the table this season? Yeah, I do. Uh, we played Bridgewater in the Les Phillips Cup, the Les Phillips Cup and um, I don't think we need a glove on them on that night, actually. They, they're one of that. They're one of those teams. I came away from that game thinking, yeah, they're, they're strong. They look really, really good. And I think Similarly, similarly with Helston, they've got a lot of firepower, um, a lot of players, a lot of match winners and, and players who can turn games on their head. And I think whoever finishes above those teams will probably win the league, is, is my prediction. I, I wouldn't put Buckland and um, Bart that far behind them either. So I think they're your big four teams, really. Uh, and the beauty of the playoff system is it allows that fifth team to, to come in and, and take that last playoff space. Now, I'm not saying for one minute that that's what we're playing for because whilst we're here now it'd be silly of me to say we're playing for that fifth spot I think we, we're good enough to be in amongst those teams but there's a lot of firepower in those sides and the really over the next 10 games as we start to hit the winter and, and squads wear thin and the pitches get a little bit more bobbly that's where we're going to see the true makeup of those sides and um, and that's where the league will start to form itself Um I know travel has been a theme in our conversations over the last couple of seasons, um, and it's clearly not affecting your form. But I just wondered, is is the travel in the Western League this season still proving to be a challenge for you? It's more manageable now we know what we're dealing with. I think the first season or two, it was a surprise to everyone by how just how far and how difficult the commitment was. Um, and it has been helped by winning games. I, I must be honest, it has helped by winning games because boys don't want to miss out on match day squads because they know if, if they miss out on one and we win, then they don't get back in, and that's the way it's got to be. So I must. the commitment so far, whilst we haven't had too many long trips, I think we've done St. Blasey and Millbrook so far, and we've got um, Tall Point coming up on the weekend. The availability's been good, but I have been speaking to other managers and stuff, and particularly the teams down in Cornwall, now they are finding it difficult still with the rising cost of coaches, which just seem to continuously be going up at the moment. It is proving difficult for some. So it's one of those, it's 
we were sort of promised one more season of it. And I, I think a lot of players have been, or a lot of teams have sold to players that it's one more year. We'll see. Um, that's sort of what we're hearing it is the last year. But whilst you're winning it, it certainly helps. But it, we'll see what happens in the next few months because we've got to, if we want to maintain where we are, we've got to go down to your Cornwalls and Devons with full squads. It's something we didn't do last year. And we didn't win one game in Devon or Cornwall last year, and that's the reason, reason why. But we want to be going down with full squads, but it's difficult, and I appreciate that. And my thanks to Alex for his time. Now, uh, another game, two big hitters, um, two clubs with big ambitions, uh, massive support on and off the pitch. Uh, Shepton Mallet took on... Buckland Athletic, um, who and well, I mean, I, I mentioned Downton Abbey earlier when we were talking about the FA Vars draw, but this this tie certainly had more drama than even an episode of that. <laughs> there was uh, plenty of it, absolutely. A little bit of a slow burner, nothing, nothing, uh, nothing too much to write home about in the first half, uh, and then Mallet went ahead uh, on the on around the hour mark, and it was a, a thumping header from Alessandro Costanza, uh, made it made it one nil. And uh, yeah, looked at well for the for the for the remainder of the second half. It looked like they were going to hold out, uh, staying one nil, one nil in front. Obviously, a little bit of a perilous position to to put yourselves in, and it, it did prove costly in the end. Uh, seventh minute of stoppage time, uh, Jared Lewington sliding the ball home from close range, uh, pretty uh, pretty unopposed in the box. I don't think the uh, yeah, let's see, Mallet will be too too pleased with the uh, the way that goal's uh, come about. And uh, it was Buckland who managed to, as I say, snatch a point. Big crowd, as you say, uh, well supported. And uh, yeah, the points were shared eventually. So yeah, one all draw between Shepton and Buckland. Uh, now, Tom, a message from our sponsor. Whatever the job, with over 25,000 products in stock and ready to go, you can click, collect and conquer at Toolstation. Excellently done. Moving into the first division, and um, we'll kick things off at Hallen. Now, I think this was one of the games we highlighted on last week's podcast, two informed sides, um, Hallen, who uh, are going well uh, under Carl Bagley, and Odd Down. Uh, of course, we had Odd Down on the podcast um, uh, last week, Jason Maggs, the manager there. Um, but this was perhaps a little bit more one-sided than, um, than, than either of us would have thought, Tom. Yeah, I think the final result was uh, yeah a little bit of a little bit of a surprise. Odd down, obviously, as you say, have been uh, going great guns in in recent weeks, and they did go ahead in this one uh, after half an hour or so. Uh, but yeah, Hallam really really coming back and hitting them hard. Liam Atwell scoring a, a pretty crucial leveler shortly after. So uh, yeah, they weren't behind for long. So that obviously, as I say, pretty pretty important. And uh, yeah, it was then Tom Cheeseman making it two one on the stroke of half time. So. Uh, Hallen turning the tables on their visitors, uh, taking taking a lead into the interval. And, uh, yeah, they only added to it after the break. Uh, Luke Bamfield making it 3-1, and it was substitute Patrick Kosciolek uh, completing the turnaround. And, uh, yeah, that was uh, an, a big win for Hallen. Uh, 4-1 victory over was down. Now, Middlesbrough have um, made a solid start to life in the, uh, in the first division, but... Um, I didn't think they were going to overcome um, Bitten, who've been, you know, started very strongly um, uh, this uh, this season. So, I mean, that was this game was a bit of a turn up for the books, Tom. I think, it, yeah, potentially was. Um, they, they did actually beat them somehow. Well, not somehow. They did actually beat them earlier in the in the campaign as well. So a double 
uh, completed over Bitten for Middlesbrough. So that is, uh, yeah, real, real impressive stuff in their first season. A 3-1 win it was on Saturday afternoon, and it was uh, a couple of goals from Liam Winter uh, that did the, did the business for Rovers, uh, following up their midweek win in uh, over Cheddar, I think it was. So that's six points uh, in the in a couple of days. So that's really important. And uh, yeah, as, as as you say, uh, a bit of a surprising result, but a 3-1 victory nonetheless for Middlesbrough at home to Bitten. Uh, and finally, the game that I was at, Tom, a five-goal thriller at Southfield's Recreation Ground between Radstock Town and Cheddar. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you'll probably be able to tell us more than than I will. But yeah, Radstock coming from behind and uh, claiming a bit of a, a bit of a thrilling three-two win <laughs> over Cheddar. Uh, a couple of goals in the first half for the away side put them in uh, in in a strong position. Uh, Jack Busby. Uh, making it 1-0 up uh, 20 minutes or so. And then it was Lewis Chappell pretty soon after flicking the ball in for, into an empty net. So 2-0 uh, up at that point. Obviously, as as we just touched on with Middlesbrough, they'd beaten Cheddar in midweek. So uh, hoping to hoping to respond. And they did did pretty well at the, the start of the game. But yeah, Radstock weren't willing to uh, lie down and uh, let them come and come and win on their patch. And uh, they, yeah, forced, forced, the, forced the reckoning somewhat and came back into it. Uh, a couple of goals in quick succession. Uh, at the beginning of the second half from Kyle Thomas and Jack Farry in leveled affairs. And then it was uh, Aidy Harvey. I've not actually seen this goal, but I've read reports. You might be able to tell us more. But it sounds like it was a pretty pretty, uh, pretty in- incredible finish. So uh, for, for him to fire home a long ranger, made it 3-2. And that was that was how it stayed. So a 15th league win of the campaign. And uh, Radstock beating Cheddar by three goals to two. Yep, it was, um, it was... Well, it was one hell of a game. It was one hell of a goal. Um to win it. Um, I must confess, when I first got to uh, to Southfields, um, certainly the, sort of the opening 10 minutes, um, I, I just thought it was a question of when, not if, that Radstock would, would, would take the lead. I didn't really give Cheddar much hope, but within they weathered the storm and, and really the first opportunity they got, um, they went up the other end and scored. And, um, and then I think while Radstock was still reeling, they managed to get the second. Um, you know, they put themselves in a really strong position and Radstock, you know, who've done obviously so well this season, looked all at sea. And, you know, I did wonder whether perhaps there was a, a degree of complacency had um, had sprung into um, the miners. But um, second half, they came out and they showed what they were all about. They um, they said about uh, Cheddar. I think that they um, they were certainly pressure um, putting pressure on Cheddar. But um, um, the fact that, the, the, that their opening goal was a penalty was a big that was a help because um, obviously mm-hmm. it got them up and running. Uh, and uh, and then really they, they, they did sort of, you know, the whole sort of machinery just um, sparked into into life. And um, Cheddar, who, I mean, they, you know, they, 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 they did everything they possibly could to stay in the game. I mean, I know they've, you know, if you look at their league position, it's not been the, the greatest of starts to this season. But I mean, they, 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 they left nothing out there. They, they, they really did. Um, they gave it the very, they gave it the very best. And of course, you know, for the, um, you know, for the spectator, it was a, it was a fantastic um, um, contest between two. So you just wouldn't, I mean, I hope Cheddar can take some positives because I know mm. their spectators were, you know, pretty um, cheesed off sort of, you know, after the game, I think cheesed off. There you go. I was about to say. <laughs> boom, boom. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but you know, uh, you know, they they went toe to toe with Radstock um, over the ninety, you know, over the ninety minutes, and it was an it was a special goal um, to see. I have seen, I think it was, I don't know if it was last week or the week before. I did mention that that, that uh, Radstock have got a new person helping them with their social media content. That um, the guy wasn't at the game on Saturday, 
Um, but there is some footage around. I've not seen anything on Twitter, but I have seen it on Facebook. If you follow the club on Facebook, you can see A.D. Harvey's goal. And, I mean, it is it is reminiscent of that David Beckham effort at Selhurst mm. Park. I mean, he, you know, he spots the goalkeeper of his line. He was just inside the Cheddar half. Frankly, you know, I mean, if you did that at any other ground at half time, you'd have probably won a car. <laughs> because, um, you know, you, the guy's a centre-half. He's mm. he's a huge individual. And the, the idea that a player like that would have the deafness of touch um, um, to execute that was, uh, you know, hats off to him. And, you know, everybody, or certainly the Radstock supporters, went ballistic. Mm. Um, uh, and they've managed to record another win. So, um, but, I mean, <laughs> Cheddar, Cheddar really really made them work for it so um and it was a it was as i mentioned a lovely uh, day out at um uh, at southfields and special mention to um to ruth newport and her michelin star um quality halftime um um food which was absolutely mm-hmm. delicious so um uh, yeah a really good day out right now let's look at the games coming up tom uh, we'll look ahead got a bit of midweek action but we'll look ahead to um saturday the 28th of october and um what game has caught your eye in the premier division i've plumped for uh, a uh, game between two teams that won in the vars but they will be yeah probably a bit disappointed with their uh, league positions i would say nails in tickenham obviously we touched on they host saltash who were uh, yeah victorious over over porter's head on saturday afternoon so a couple of a uh, couple of vars winners uh, meeting on saturday afternoon i think uh, yeah they'll They'll want, yeah, they want to start picking it up in the league, especially obviously Saltash. They've been, uh, yeah, very surprising at this at this this juncture. So yeah, big big game, I think. We've got some massive clashes mm. at the top of mm. uh, at the top of the table. Um, I'm going to go for Barnstable against Falmouth. I mean, Falmouth, obviously, that away win at Fairham, and their form this season has been fantastic. Barnstable, I you know, I thought would. Um, um, would go really well this season. Obviously, there was, along with everything else that that club's been going through, there was news that the manager um, has um, has gone to Oldland Abertonians. But um, I know that the fans will get behind the team and I know that the team are, 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 are well motivated. I know Stu Bowker is involved in the new management um, team. So I'm, I know that they'll be up for the challenge and I think Falmouth will be... Uh, um, you know that that that's going to be a that's going to be a cracking game. I'm absolutely sure of that. So that's my game in the prem. Um, what about um, your thoughts on the first division ties, Tom? Gone for Bradford Town hosting Port's Head. So obviously we know of Port's Head's uh, excellent start. They obviously did did move off the top on on the weekend due to their uh, uh, taking part in the Vars. So obviously they're out of out of league action, so they have dropped a point behind Radstock. Yeah, but yeah, they they travel to take on a Bradford side who will be smarting a four nil loss to the same opponent uh, early September, I think it was. So Porters had already um, yeah laying down a bit of a marker against the same opposition, Ethan Felton, Ethan Felton, sorry, getting a hat trick on that day. So yeah, Bradford will be uh, more aware of what's coming on the weekend and be interesting to see if they can do anything about it. And I think um, Radstock are going to get a real test. Uh, of their credentials um, uh, on Saturday. They travel to Bitten. That's going to be a difficult game uh, for them. I know Bitten lost at the weekend. I think that's probably going to make um, Radstock's task harder. Um, will Justin will know Radstock from his time at Welton Rovers. Um, he's obviously putting together a capable um, unit at Bitten. And, um, yeah, I, I, I think we'll, we'll, we, we might learn quite a lot about this season, actually, um, from um, from those games, Tom, 
uh, the, the game that you identified in the game, mm. uh, the game that I've just highlighted. I think that could uh, be make for a very interesting podcast next week. Not that it isn't always, of course, but mm. you know, there you go. Uh, we won't do the tables this week. We will just reflect on the fact that well, we have been reviewing your bulletin, Tom. Um, um, for the listeners, what, you know, the age-old question, where can they find it? That is on the uh, the toolstationleague.com website. So, yeah, that's... Um... It comes out every week, as you say, and uh, yeah, that's uh, emailed out as well. You can you can sign up to to receive that, but that will come out uh, usually on a Sunday morning, reviewing what what's happened in the week. So yeah, that's uh, the bulletin on the on the Tool Session League website. Marvelous, absolutely marvelous stuff, Tom. Thank you very much for your time, and I look forward to catching up with you on next week's Tool Station Western League podcast. <laughs>